Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast, episode number 59. I cannot believe it. I always say that every time I get to like a bigger number. I'm like, what? How am I already at 59? And today we're going to talk about the importance of resting in grief. I just thought I would give a fun little update just about my life and what we're doing in our lives. We have bought a school bus and we are renovating it, making it into a camper, motorhome, whatever you want to call it, but actually our future house on wheels. We are planning on moving into it. And so we are all the way through the process of gutting it, taking everything out, and now we're going to be working on rebuilding it. Actually, soon we will be doing the roof raise. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it will be done. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take us, but that is what we are doing in the side, just an aside from all this talk about grief, all this talk about child loss. And I guess I kind of want to show you that life after child loss is possible. It is possible to have dreams and hopes in a future, even though you have experienced the most horrific thing that you will ever experience. So that being said, um, if you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate if you subscribe and if you would rate and review this show because that is how other grieving mothers who are looking for help and support and the tools to navigate their grief journey, that's how they find it and how they, they know that it's even there. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. And let's dive into the importance of resting in grief. Like you know, grief is utterly exhausting. Like me, um, it's just like I never knew my brain could get so tired. I never knew I could be so tired. I felt like that if I were going to jump into that deep hole of grief, that I would never come out. That's, it's almost like if you're going to go off over a cliff of a waterfall and you're going to never come back. It seems like you know, before you start to allow the emotion in, it feels like there's no bottom to the hole, that if you allow the emotion in, you will get sucked into this vortex and lose yourself. Which in reality, you are kind of losing a bit of yourself because that's part of the grief process. You you change as you grieve, you become a different person. And honestly, you can't go back to the person you were because once you lose a child, you are forever changed. There's just no changing that. And that's another layer of grief that we have to process and work through. But I really believe that we all need to feel, process, and move through grief. However, we do not need to sit in it 24-7. It is not, when I talk about the grief work, it's not like a 24-7 go, you know, crazy with it all the time, never take a break. I think that it's really, really important to take a break and it's really, really important to rest in grief. I was just shown this 
this um, idea about when your body feels heavy or when you're in times of really, you know, heavy trials and your body feels heavy, just lay down and take a rest for 20 minutes. And actually, I just had an experience recently where that is what I had to do. My body was so heavy that I couldn't do anything else. And I went and laid in bed. And as I laid there, I begin to get some energy back, but I took, I had to take that break. And so often we think we're stupid. We judge it. We think, you know, we should be doing things differently rather than just allowing our experience to be what it is and just embracing that. Okay. Right now is really hard. I need a rest. I need to take care of myself. So I just want to offer to you that if sitting in your grief and feeling the feelings and like all of that stuff is terrifying to you, that these tools that I'm going to offer will help you. This can also be helpful if you feel like you are in a hole and you don't know how to function. So here's some ideas where you can allow grief, but you can also not be overrun by grief and you can allow space for resting. One way that I love is setting a timer aside every day, every week, or every month that feels right for you where you can just really allow yourself the time to grieve. We so often say we're too busy, too busy to grieve. But do you know what? Do you know how detrimental that is to your life, to your children's life, to your life with your spouse, to your happiness and being able to function and live a beautiful life? If you don't take the time to grieve, it really takes away from everything else in your life. We think that by keeping busy and pushing forward, we're giving our children our, you know, our best selves and and doing the best we can for our children, which we totally are. I want to, I know every single one of you are doing the best you can. That is the very, very uh, base of what I want to start with. But when we push aside our grief and shove it down, we are really limiting our capacity and ability to love and to have a beautiful life in the way that's possible for us. So setting aside a timer just really helps you kind of compartmentalize your grief that, okay, I know that I have time to feel these emotions and feelings and grief at this time every day. In this time that you set, you can allow whatever emotion you need and then like when when the timer goes off, then you tell yourself that your time for grief is, grief is up, and if that works for you, and then you remind yourself on, you remind yourself of this that the time that you have set every day is for you to grieve, or every week, or whatever, so that you can allow, allow it. So I haven't offered anything like this before, and I'm so, so excited. Normally, I only work with grieving moms for six weeks in my one-on-ones, my group coaching program, or my membership program, Grieving Moms Haven. But now I'm offering short one-time one-on-one calls for grieving mothers. If you are a grieving mother and you feel like you are stuck where you are at, maybe you are back to -to day-to-day life, and you don't feel like you have any life inside you. Maybe you feel numb, maybe you feel empty, like you have to put on a mask every single day to just get through every day. So often I have grieving mothers tell me, I'm carrying so much guilt and I feel stuck in it. I have so much anger and I don't know what to do with it. And I always ask, do you want to keep living this way? Every single one says no. 
I don't want to keep living this way. And I'm telling you, friend, you don't have to keep living this way. I know how to help guide you through this. I have coached many grieving mothers just like you who are carrying overwhelming guilt, anger, or sadness, and they don't know how to move forward. You can say that you don't want to feel a certain way or that you are tired of being sad or angry or guilty or you don't want to have it, but there's a different level of deciding that you are going to do something about it. If you are ready to change your life and actually take the steps to change your life and stop living in the deep guilt and sadness or anger, then I really want to invite you to schedule your 20-minute coaching call with me to begin working on the emotions of grief that are holding you back. These calls will be 20 minutes for $20. In these calls, I will help you work through something that you are feeling stuck in. Whether it's an emotion or a thought, I have the tools to help you process these and at least begin to see your way through in these 20 minutes. I never, ever, ever want money to be the reason that you don't get the help you need. So please sign up for your 20-minute slot today so you can begin to learn the tools and ways of living with grief instead of suffering with grief. Go to um, calendly.com slash cultivatedfamily slash 20 or click on the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Another thing I want you to do is imagine your grief and the act of mourning, mourning like sadness, like the, the way we grieve is like a workout. That in order to build strength in your muscles, you don't work out 24-7. You work out and then you allow your body to rest. You move your body and give yourself space to heal as well. You give yourself time to regenerate muscles and build strength, right? Like when you, when you go to the gym, you, you also take a break. So I want you to think of your grief in this way as well, that it is almost impossible, like so heavy to sit in grief 24-7. We do, and I, I understand that there's a cloud, there's a heavy cloud that covers our life, but the more you're able to do the work, that cloud doesn't have to cover every single day of your life. I know that your mind is never far from what has happened and the horrible fact that your child died. It's really exhausting to sit in the deep grief every moment of your life, though. So giving yourself the gift of little breaks from your pain is a way for you to build the muscles in your legs to be able to stand up after a big wave comes. So I just want to encourage you to allow yourself to get out of the grief work all of the time. Allow that freedom to feel nothing or to feel lighter emotions as well. So I think sometimes we feel like, you know, when I talk about the grief work, it's like, okay, allow your emotions to express themselves. And sometimes, you know what? You're just too tired. Sometimes you just want to sit on the couch and numb out on your phone. And you know what? Let yourself, let yourself do that sometimes. Let yourself take a break and really just do what you need to do But I just want to encourage you to not let it become a habit because then you're taking away from the possibility of joining your life, like I said before. But just really honor that time and space for yourself that when you need to take a break, allow yourself to take a break. Rest when you need to rest. And I know it feels like it's impossible to take a break. Like, how in the world am I supposed to take a break from this thing that is a huge part of my life? But 
do it in whatever way works for you and see how it's possible to allow yourself to have a break. Um, Here's the last idea I have for you. When you are out and about, and I know it can be really scary to go out and about because sometimes you get triggered or sometimes all of a sudden you're going to start crying when you see something and as people say, like have a breakdown, whatever it is, it can be really scary to go out and about because you don't know what's going to happen. And grief can so quickly come in on when you're feeling really good and having a good day and then all of a sudden grief and tears and sadness and pain comes and it feels really hard. But I don't think it's a bad thing to cry in public. I don't think it's a bad thing to have a meltdown or breakdown, but I know how scary it is and I know how a lot of times we want to be able to do that in our homes where we feel safer and where we can and have a little bit more control over it. So if you are not going out in public because you're nervous about what is you know, going to happen, if you're going to lose it, I always say these with air quotes because we have all these terms that I just, I just don't love them, even though I say them, like lose it, like losing what? You're expressing some emotions. Um, I don't know. Anyways, so you go out there and you say you have a trigger and something happens. And you can tell your mind and your body that, you know what, right now is not a good time. Right now is not a time I'm going to deal with this, but I'm not ignoring you. I'm not shoving you away. I will deal with you later and set aside a time in your mind and that you are going to follow through and deal with it later. Like when you get home, that tonight after I get home, I will deal with this. I will deal with this emotion. I will process it. I will experience it. I will feel it. But right now is not the time. So that gives you a little bit more uh, control in what feels like a very uncontrollable situation. I hope that exercise is helpful for you because I've, it has been helpful for me and I think it's amazing, especially for, you know, if you're really nervous to break down out in public. There is an exercise I do at the end of every coaching session I do, and it seems like it would be very helpful for you after processing uh, any emotions on any level. I use this a lot. I do it after every call because I really think it's amazing. I've, I did it in my own therapy sessions and I found it really helpful to be able to put, kind of put everything away and put it in a box. So that's kind of the exercise you do is you close your eyes and you put all of your emotions, thoughts, everything in a box. You imagine a box in front of you You put the cover on your box and then you put the box safe on a shelf. And I always say that this is a reminder that we're not putting these thoughts, emotions, feelings, everything in the box and on the shelf to hide them or ignore them, but to put them away safe for when you're ready to deal and process with them. And then after that, I always bring them to a place of comfort, calm, and peace. Have them bring up a place in their mind that they feel comfort, calm, and peace. And We sit there for a while and allow our bodies to feel that calm and peace. And I have never had a client who has felt stressed after that. They're always calm. They're always in a fairly good headspace, um, being able to connect with their bodies and feel really, really good. So that is an amazing exercise if you want to try that on yourself. When I do it with my clients, it's a lot more guided than just this, me telling you what it is. But That's the gist of it. So you can also do this on your own. 
So a quick recap of what I shared about today of the importance of resting and grief. And then these are, I guess, more ideas of how to allow grief and how to allow rest and how to give yourself space in that, in that time of grief and knowing that resting is important and you don't have to sit in that 24 seven. So setting a timer every day or every week or every month, telling your grief that you're not ignoring it, but you will come back to it later. Think of it like a workout that you need to rest and make space for it. Um, you don't need to be grieving 24 seven and then boxing up thoughts, exercise, the visualization and going to a place of calm and peace and comfort. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you will give yourself the gift of some space and time for your grief. Getting out in nature is amazing. There's so many things of ways to help yourself rest and rejuvenate, but I would say getting out in nature is a really healing place to get rest and take a break as much as you can, but also do the grief work. Please don't ignore your grief. Please don't um, pretend it's not there because it's not going away. It's not going to disappear. It needs to be processed and felt and and waded through, but we also need to take a break. So I just want to encourage you, if you have been doing a lot of grief work, to take the break that you need and just really allow yourself space for that. So take care. I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.